0: It's Jim, it's The World of Bonds, it's Monday the 22nd of November 2021, this is for professional investors only, never ever investment advice. Um, You can probably guess where I was going to be going on my first holidays post the UK coming out of lockdown um, overseas, well it was Germany and Austria, two countries that have now gone into severe lockdowns, well certainly true of the case of Austria where compulsory vaccinations are coming in, but Germany liked to go into a severe lockdown as well. Um, and the reason is that coronavirus cases have just gone completely out of control uh, there. The spikes are quite dramatic, thanks to vaccine hesitancy in particular, and the coming of winter and more social mixing, all of those sorts of things. But uh, these lockdowns have led to fears for the Eurozone's recovery for its economic growth, And as a result of that, we've seen some significant rallies in bunds. So um, we're pretty much at the lowest of the year now for the two-year German bund, minus 77 basis points. And remember that, you know, as recently as, what was it? Well, last month, effectively, we were at almost zero on the 10-year bund yield. Uh, We got to about minus eight basis points having been deeply negative uh, earlier in the uh, year, about minus 60 basis points we started the year at. Nearly got back to zero, but now uh, following the rallies at the end of last week, we're down at minus 32 basis points. And these rallies have been everywhere too. They've kind of led uh, a global end of week um, strength in global government bond markets, uh, even in the UK, where we had a 10-year high for CPI during the week and renewed expectations, really. The MPC are going to hike rates in December. uh, That They'll do 15 basis points back up to 25. Remember Bailey's unreliable boyfriend episode earlier this month, uh, where the market had lined up for a rate hike that didn't happen. Well, you know, that inflation number we saw makes it uh, almost entirely likely that we'll see it in December. But, you know, the coronavirus situation in Europe is making people nervous at the moment in bond markets that that maybe there'll be uh, another wave down in economic activity. Elsewhere, we had last night, the White House come out and said that it will announce the next Fed chair before Biden heads off on holiday on Tuesday. Remember, it's Thanksgiving weekend in the uh, week, whatever they do, um, in the United States this this week. So... um, Powell's term as Fed chair ends early next year. It's a four-year term. He needs to be reappointed or replaced. And market doesn't quite know what Biden is going to do. If he replaces Powell, it'll probably be Lael Brainard. Um, Powell is seen as more hawkish on inflation. He's the continuity candidate. It's kind of uh, no trouble uh, with either side in... um, in in Congress, effectively, and getting Powell reappointed, and. Yet some on the left of the Democratic Party prefer Brainard and she is seen as more dovish and more progressive. So there is a a fear that Biden hasn't got very much long left to get things done ahead of the midterms next year. And so some on the left think that the Fed should be doing more um, around not just issues like uh, economic growth and employment, but also around climate change and things like that. And so a more progressive candidate is preferred by some, um, especially as there are fears about the prospects for the stimulus bill, the Build Back Better bill. Now, the, the infrastructure bill has passed, so that's a trillion dollars worth of um, effectively stimulus for the US uh, economy in the bag. But the bigger bill, uh, and it started off some some people wanting $6 trillion worth of uh, spending as part of the BBB, Build Back Better bill, um, that's come down to under two trillion. I think it's about 1.7 or something like that, um, and that's that's kind of across a whole wide range of measures, including green technologies, childcare. Um, you know, it's it's pretty much a, a bill that just does fiscal stimulus almost everywhere. That's going to struggle to get through the Senate. Um, you know, Getting through the House was one thing, but getting through the Senate where, as you know, it's pretty much a tie there at the moment is going to be really tricky. So progressive left-wing Democrats think that that bill will have to be watered down substantially in order to get passed and therefore you need a, a really democratic um, left-wing Fed chairman in order to, to offset the kind of stuff that the Republicans will take out of the BBB bill. So as a result of that, it's going to be a fairly tough call. I think on um, balance, markets think that Jay Powell will get re-elected and well, reappointed, and that's partly because of the inflation outlook. And whilst some people would like a really dovish uh, Fed chair to let things go rip, um, the is there is a kind of fear that inflation is becoming a big, big issue for voters in the United States. And therefore, the 6% inflation rate is eroding real wages, uh, real incomes, and will become a huge electoral issue. You know, people will vote for a political party that promises to end inflation. And therefore, if you put in the Fed chair, someone more dovish than Jay Powell, who's already relatively dovish, then you're in danger of letting inflation get away from you, etc, etc. Of course, um, you know, we can come back to the arguments about what raising interest rates or keeping fiscal policy and monetary policy tighter than it needs to be right now will actually do, in terms of uh, impacting rents or the oil price or supply disruptions, but nevertheless, that's the view. There has been also some debate last week about the pace of taper, and there is a bit more pressure coming on Powell from other sources. So, his vice chair, Richard Clarida, um, said that he thinks the pace of taper needs to be up given the economic recovery. So, lots going on in Uh, The Fed at the moment, but we'll find out tomorrow, presumably, or even today, potentially whether Powell gets uh, reappointed as head of the the chair. Still two Fed hikes priced in for 2022 and more thereafter. It's uh, a a week still where volatility is pretty high in US Treasury bond markets. There's an index called the MOVE Index, M-O-V-E, that you can look at on Bloomberg or elsewhere that kind of gives you an indication that uh, volatility uh, in bond markets has disconnected with volatility in equity markets we're high in bond world, they're low in equity world. And that high volatility and the uncertainty around Fed chair and all of that comes in a big week for US Treasury auctions because of Thanksgiving at the end of the week. They're front loading a load of uh, supply this week just to all the time all this is going on and that is causing people a few concerns as well in terms of uh, how those auctions will go finally going to quickly finish one-liner from the deutsche bank um, credit outlook they've got their outlook for 2022 out for corporate bonds and high yield they're pretty bearish in h1 in particular they see a 40 basis point widening in investment grade credit and 160 basis point widening in high yield credit. They do see a recovery in the second half of next year, but uh, the first half of next year, as um, first monetary tightening comes through and as inflation fears remain high, it looks to be a fairly bleak one in their view for corporate bonds. Have good weeks. Speak to you soon. Bye.